What's going on? What's good? I'm trying to figure out why the app force closed on me twice. Like, I don't like that. I was in here waiting for you, and then it closed on me after yeah. you did. Yeah, like, it, you know how it'll ring like it's a phone call. So it rung like it's a phone call. I clicked it. Mm-hmm. The app opened. It, like, it was just showing white like it normally does for the first couple seconds, and then it just forced closed. It's been doing that since they did that update, what was it, uh, last Thursday? Mm-hmm. So, let me see. Well. I'm trying to get my wife to fucking come upstairs so I can go into the basement and get my, you know, get my stuff. So it's going to be like two or three minutes. So. so she's on the Peloton. So she says she'd be off at eight. It's 8.03. So she's wasting my time. So. Who? Jess. Why are you being on the Peloton holding you up from? Because I like podcasting downstairs where it's carpeted oh. and it's not the hardwood floor and um, you know them bounce off the walls and stuff so okay i just feel like this stuff what is that we'll allow jess to get her sweat on no she she got three more minutes <laughs> what she do what she do is she she go downstairs and she'll play the music at full tilt mm-hmm. like on the peloton let me let me see how long it's gonna take how much longer she got <laughs> How much longer you got? How much longer you got? Two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. But you hear it in the background, right? Mm-hmm. Full blast. She getting it I in. Can... She getting. Yeah, my ass need to be on the Peloton. I went for a walk today. That's that's my new thing. I like to go for a nice little forty-minute walk around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's safe. So mm-hmm. for for now, until they get warm and then niggas is outside. So. Yes. Well, I haven't been on the treadmill this week because my feet still hurt from like the twenty second of last month. So, okay. So for me, I've I'm I've always been flat footed, right? Mm -hmm. So when I buy cute, dainty women shoes, I go I go months without wearing them because for what you know saying i'm not in new york where am i going and Mm -hmm. so when i wear them they don't bother me when i'm wearing them it's like three days after my feet is like oh bitch you done fucked up (laughs) yep (laughs) so so from february 22nd when i wore these boots for the first time my the bottom of my feet it's not even my heels it's like the bottom of my feet near the heel is like it feels like somebody punched me in my foot oh absolutely not nope mind you today is what today is the 7th of march Mm. like come on and so i've been wearing my monster slippers in every room of my house if i'm not wearing my monster slippers i'm in my adidas slides that are very cushiony in the backyard or in the front yard I just men don't understand how good they have it. Like y'all don't have to wear bras, although some men I've seen should. They should. Y'all, yes. don't, y'all don't have to um, wear like stockings. Y'all don't have to have certain socks for like 
your work shoes, unless you're like one of them high priced judges or lawyers who want to have that shit. Y'all like it's so much shit women have to make sure they have for certain shit or they look crazy that men just be like, Where my undershirts? Where my wife beaters, where my t shirt? Pass me those jeans. Let me sew. Oh, okay, I'm gonna wear these one more time before I wash them. Uh, these socks look good. Let me just put on my shoes. I'm ready. Like, I envy y'all so much. I don't know why, because y'all bring it all on yourselves. You go and you wear them bras. Nobody told y'all y'all needed to wear bras. Y'all chose that. Y'all didn't have to. Trust me. Free the titty. Free the titty. I want to free my titties. That is like a goal of mine. Like, I'm waiting for that day when I wake up and my titties like... Mm-mm-mm. because when I lived in New York and summertime hit and them uh, women were walking around New York in tank tops and no bras them itty bitty titty committee women I said I hate y'all because I want to do that if I do that people at work going to be like ma'am HR wants to see you on the 13th floor um Chantal can you step into my office um it's come to my attention that your shirt is a bit, a bit revealing. Like, I've worked with people in tech who sit mm-hmm. across from me and be like, um, Hey, Cheyenne, I can see your aerial looks through your white shirt. No shit, <laughs> Sherlock. Like, I can't do nothing. Even in d- the dress I had on today, no, mm-hmm. I wasn't wearing a bra. But it's like that thick material where you don't have to. You can still yeah. see the shadow of my nipples through that dress. That's not your fault. That's their fault for looking. It's not my fault, but I just hate I just hate going into places and wanting to be comfortable. And I feel like the meat. I don't want to feel like the meat. You, you have to feel like the meat. Like, I don't want to feel like the shit, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Well, yeah, that's just my my banter on that shit. So, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, I haven't been on the treadmill this week, and I feel like a whole flunky because the way that I've been sucking and licking this um this uh butter pecan ice cream that I got from Publix. See, oh, so so, so nothing nothing has changed in three weeks. You you are the same. <laughs> so. It's like absolutely nothing has changed. It's that, that so delicious. You, you're like, you know, when you look at the yearbook and you're about to sign it in school and people like never yeah. change. Like, yeah. people really meant that. And you said, you know what? I took that personally. And you've just been who <laughs> you've been forever, which is, it's not a problem. It is not a problem. It is a problem because some new things came in today. And it's like this cute long denim skirt with like a high slit. And it has like a off to the side button. Greg, my thighs could get into the dr- the skirt, right? Not, and I have room in it, right? Mm-mm. But this extra, this extra stomach meat. Oh my lord! My God, I got to do something with this meat. <laughs> Listen, I went, and I was. I forgot. Who, I forgot. I forgot who I was talking to. Um. I was talking about like TikTok and they were like, Greg, you ain't been posting. I was like, I ain't got, I ain't had no haircut in like two months. They were like, wow. I was like, going to the doctor, Matt. Like, you know, I just been dealing with the stuff with the hair. They were like, well, what's going on? I was like, 
you know, I was going through that fucking, like, that baldness phase. It was, like, at the top, the shit was crowning. I was not mm-hmm. too happy about it. I went to the dermatologist. They're like, oh, well, you know, start taking this minoxidil. And I started taking it. No issue. But they didn't tell me about the fucking shedding that happens when you actually apply this stuff, right? So mm-hmm. it's, like, a more aggressive, um, like, shampoo and conditioner thing, right? So they have, mm-hmm. like, minoxidil that you can take like orally and they have the minoxidil that you can take with you know just like the shampoo and conditioner so i chose that option because i'm like yo, i'm not trying to take a fucking pill every day like i'm not going to remember to so that's number one and number two like it felt like there would be more side effects from that than actually doing the hair you know just putting it in your hair like shampoo and conditioner now here's yeah. where shit got real so i finally got a derma roller now a you know, a derma roller is, to me, I just thought it was like a little mini brush that you just wipe across your head. I did not know this shit had needles in it. Like, I did not know it had like micro needles that like mm-hmm. create little tiny pores in your head. So mm-hmm. I go and I do the derma roller once. I think I did it like last Sunday for the first time. And no headaches, no nothing like that. But I did the minoxidil treatment the day after. And boy, when I tell you, it felt like my fucking scalp was on fire. I don't know what happened. Oh, right? no. Yeah. So I did a TikTok about it, you know, about the hair situation. I was like, let me be more transparent about stuff like that. You know, let's see how it goes. And I got reached out to by Hems and I was like, no, I'm already using y'all shit. Like y'all stuff is mm-hmm. already too expensive. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, well, you know, you should use this and you should use this. And they gave me like a reference to like a list of dermatologists and stuff like that. Here's the issue with like, how can I put like the, the hat fish dynamic, right? So there's two different types of men that wear hats. They're the men like me who wear who have been wearing hats forever. And the hat fish thing for them isn't true. And then there's the ones that are actually hat fishing. So a girl says, she was like, Well, you know, the guys who hat fish, you know, about like hairlines and stuff like that. I was like, no, like some things are just genetic and there's nothing you're gonna change about that, right? But the way that mm-hmm. some women approach hat fishing is with the like the guys who go and get the what do you call, not the stitching like the drawing like lineups and stuff like that and they present their way and they're like oh how can you go bald my issue with why i don't want to go bald is more interesting than me taking the fucking minoxidil right um i made the mm-hmm. wrong idea of going on tiktok and using the bald feature meaning like miss, i want to no, see no. what i would look like Sorry. with a bald head and when I tell okay. you, like, it, it gives you the cone head vibe, right? So it, it just makes your head just look pointy as fuck. Just at one point of your head, mm-hmm. I'm like, my head's not even shaped like that, right? So I go and I, you know, call a dermatologist. And they're like, oh, you don't have to go do all that. They were like, try out the derma roller, do the minoxidil for a few months or whatever. And then they also told me, stop going to the fucking barbershop as much as I did. Now, this, ladies, is important because this pertains to y'all, right? When you were talking to a guy, when you were talking to a guy, one of the questions that women should ask, I know we're not like deep into the show, but this is just, you know, worthwhile mentioning. Y'all should ask how often you go to the barbershop, to a man. And the reason why, you know, you should ask this question is if they have a crisp lineup and a fade, like every time you see them and stuff like that, it's because every time they go to see you or before they go to see you, they're getting their hair cut. I used to be that guy. The issue with doing that is if you're going to get your hair cut every week, every two weeks, 
eventually life is going to catch up to you. And while you can't, you know, some mm-hmm. of us can like grow our hair back. For me, my hair now is growing like four times the speed that I want it to. To the point where like I can look differently on Tuesday from Thursday. And it's grown like the top of the top of my head is growing, but it's growing slow. Like the front grows fast. The like center, slow. The back of it and the sides fucking fast. I was like, yo, like I don't want the fucking George Jefferson where it's like the edges of my head are just like growing like shit and then the top isn't, right? So like, oh well you just gotta, you know, keep doing the minoxidil, keep doing, you know, all the medicine and stuff like that. And then you go back to the dermatologist. This is when I was like, all right, I'm only going to deal with the minoxidil. They told me about something called phenosteride. Phenosteride is a, it's a topical and it's a oral, but they prefer you to take the oral. When they told me what the side effects were, I was like, yeah, I'll stick to the minoxidil. And if all else fails, I'm going to just have to pull a drake and just rock the baldy because there's no fucking way that's happening. The side effect that's the biggest is fucking ED. Now, I don't know if you know what ED is. It is erectile dysfunction. No! I'm, I am not having a broke dick because I want hair. And for any man who would agree, I, I honestly, all men should agree. You mm-hmm. should not try to save your hair with, you know, something that the side effect is your dick no longer works. If it gets to that point, I'm shaving the fucking hair off. Because there's no way I'm going to go unfucked but I'm going to have hair. Because who, who's going to fuck you at that point? You, you well, got hair and you can't fuck up? I can't I'll do say, it. How you feel about it? Before I play this message, um, this is just a warm-up, y'all. We just venting mm-hmm. on what the update is. Um, I've dated two out of the five men um, who started balding like in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I feel like not every man looks good bald, but for the mm-hmm. most part, the ones that overthink it, they do look good bald. And mm-hmm. then when you see them with hair, it's just like, ugh. You should have yeah. always and, just been bald. Like, common with hair? Ugh. Yeah. Like, it's, it and that, needs to always that, be bald. Yo, that is, that is a fear that I've never even thought of until you mentioned it. Like, how how is it going to feel if you, as a guy, you're like, You've had hair all your life, and you decide to like cut your hair off. And women are like, "You look better without hair. Don't ever grow hair again." Like, what the fuck? Like, goddamn! Like, but it's kind of like that's like a that's like a catch twenty two because I think as we grow, we start to step into our new face. Like, mm-hmm. you know how you're you're a kid, and you're yep. going from like toddler to like kid age. You losing your baby face, and I was looking at all the old pictures of the girls, and their cheeks are like slimmer. So they losing their baby face. And I can also look at Anya, who's going to be 10 this year. She moving into her teenage face. So a lot of times when she makes an expression, I can see her as a teenager before she's even a teenager. I think that's Mm -hmm. an ongoing thing. And so you're in your 30s. I'm in my 30s. I don't see my face like drastically changing into like, Oh, I know you a mom, you know, face yep. because I see me every day. But I think people who, who go a long time without seeing you, they can tell like, oh, you a daddy. Yep. Yep. And so maybe if you grow into your daddy moments of years, 
that yep. might include you not having hair on your head and having a thick beard. Yeah, I just, I haven't gotten there yet. Like I'm mentally just not at that point where I'm like, you know what? Like I, I want to let it go, but it's just like not yet. And then just, I just, I just this is what I don't want. I don't want you to be the man holding on. Oh no! Now that that's one thing I was telling somebody. I was like, nah. Like when it's gone, <laughs> it's gone, and it's not coming back. Yeah. Um, but the, the issue is the dermatologist told me specifically, she was like, if you cut it, like if you, cause a lot of people, what they make the mistake of is they do what my cousin did. He's like, oh, well, you know, instead of going and getting it fixed, cause there are like this alopecia, there's a whole bunch of things, you know, mm -hmm. they can be corrected, but some men I'll be like, all right, it's fading. Let me cut that shit off. But the moment that they cut it off, there's no way of it coming back. Like at that point, it's like you cut your grass, but you cut it so low that the grass will never be the same again. So the term, you know, the dermatologist was like, no, like, you know, there's medicine. More importantly, like there's also a proper etiquette to actually washing your hair. There's mm -hmm. uh, etiquette to like conditioning your hair and how often you do it. There are a lot of guys like myself, because, you know, I have to admit that, like I was cutting my hair too often, like every two Fridays we're going to the barbershop. It was just uh, it was like how women go get their nails done. It was like, oh, God, I'm going to go get my hair cut. We sit in the shop for two hours, talk and shoot the shit and stuff like that. But just like if you go to the dentist, like every fucking two weeks, eventually they're going to start fucking filing your teeth down. You're like, yo, I, I'm sitting here with like dinosaur teeth. And you don't want that, right? Uh, so, damn dinosaur teeth. They're them dolphin teeth. Yeah. So, I, you know, I told, I told Jess, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go and do this dermatologist thing. And if it doesn't work, like, more, uh, not if it doesn't work, but if she tells me, like, oh, if you cut it, because at that point, if you do the minoxidil and it starts working, they see the growth, what they suggest is then you can, you know, cut it down. That way, you've pretty much, you started fresh, like a newborn baby. When a newborn, like, is new, they just have no hair, and then it grows, and it's just, like, long, right? So it just grows, new growth, new roots, and stuff like that. They didn't That's, say anything about your diet? No, that that was something that I thought about too. I was like, could it be my diet? And they were like, oh, like, what are you eating? And I'm like, I'm eating more salads and vegetables and stuff like that. I'm watching the salt intake. I don't really like eat a whole bunch of candy. Like, honestly, I don't eat candy at all. But mm -hmm. I asked about like the diet, the sodas and the water and stuff like that. And they're like, oh no, you're drinking the right water. They were like, the exercise was a big thing though. They were like, exercising, obviously showering and stuff. That I'm like, okay, I get that point, but I was like, what does this have to do with your hair? They're like, oh, mm. exercising actually helps like rapid, like expand like your hair follicles and stuff like that. I was like, oh, cool. So all I do is go and exercise more. They're like, yeah, like just do the things you've been doing, just do more of it. And I was like, so what do I need to do less of? They obviously say, you know, no smoking. I'm like, I don't smoke. They're like, drinking you can do, just obviously you don't want to do it too much. So you got that. But the biggest thing for me which was my issue was actually going to the fucking barbershop that has been the biggest issue for me because i would go like I, i'm trying to think like in 2022 i didn't go that often i would go like once every like three weeks every month and i'm like yeah you don't need to cut your hair that much because i guess my grain of hair isn't like a normal like person's hair if you look at Skylar's hair like okay imagine like if i grew my hair out it would be that fucking curly so 
I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, do I need to cut my hair this often? Like, no, don't cut your hair. Like, at some point, you just have to let your hair grow out and then just, like, rock a little, what do you call like a curly bush or some shit like that. And I was like, no, I don't want to look like I'm fucking 14. So, again, again, I'm going to, like, work on it. That's what I've been doing. So, when people look at TikTok, they're like, oh, Greg ain't had a haircut since, like, January. There's a reason for it. I try to trim it up. I try to make it look nice and presentable, but I'm going to be rocking a hat. And the reason why I rock the hat is because I honestly have that shit in my head, like that minoxidil stuff. And after you do that derma roll or whatever, the derma roller, that shit exposes your pores. And with the weather being one day, you know, 38 and the next day being like 60. Yeah. I can't risk getting sick. And that's another issue with the drugs as well is you will get sick. So I'm trying to avoid that, but that, that's pretty much it. Hmm. Well, life. Well, y'all, yeah. let me play this message before I uh, do this intro. This is like, 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 this is anything, man. Like, keep the piper. So. Oh God, what? we still we got their back. Their back. She got she got drinks in her. She got drinks in her. Yep. Welcome to Live Mouth Stereo. This is episode five. My name is Sham from She Gets a Pod. That is Greg from Young Black and Bothered. And we are talking about surviving work slugs tonight. Um, Live Mouth Stereo is where two podcasters get together and they do a show here on Stereo. And you can also find the podcast in full on your favorite podcast at Live Mouth Stereo. All right, and uh, you'll see Greg pop up, you see I'll pop up, and we just give you the full show on one platform, okay? <clears throat> now, mm-hmm. the reason I brought this shit up is because Greg works with many different personalities, I work with many different personalities, and so do the listeners, right? And I think people who be at work who are not our bosses who are not possibly in HR, who who aren't the security in the parking lot that act like you brand new and they don't know who you are. If you forget your badge, they don't want to let you in. They act like the police. I'm talking about the, the people who are in the office, the people who be at work, they don't do shit, or they be at work touching shit, or clicking shit and don't understand what they are supposed to do. The ones that were playing, they're not paying attention and training, and they just make it shit worse for the people that actually want to do their job and go to hell home, okay? Mm. They be the first one to clock out and the last one to get there with the, every excuse in the world. And then you start looking around like, why the fuck am I doing this the correct way if they doing it wrong and they still getting a paycheck? Yep. Okay. And um, my whole thing is, <laughs> what do you think about the work slugs you got? Whew. Boy, you want me? You want me to start or? Yes. That... What are What are the work so, slugs you like? Um, my my biggest work slug, honestly, is attempting to be in like my current career, which is. Not female dominated, but white dominated. And mm-hmm. I'll allow them to know when I say allow them, because I feel like I haven't, like, I haven't been vocal as I should be, but pretty much saying 
I have the information I have. I'm right about this. And this is why you're wrong. Um, I, I was told a couple weeks ago that one of the projects that I was working on was not client facing. It wasn't telling a story. And here's the thing. I'm a podcaster, YouTube, all, all these things. I tell stories all the time. But there are many situations where you don't need to tell a fucking story. It just honestly is what the fuck it is. So I'm doing a social media audit, and this is going to be a long thing. Basically, my boss wanted me to create a story to tell the client, right? Mm-hmm. The issue the issue with telling the client a story is they already know the story because they are the ones who created the story. Um, long story less, like they just... They're trying to generate traffic for their platform that's coming out, but they're going about it the entire wrong way. They're trying to reach an age demographic that between you and I and the wind, um, it's not there. They want to reach the older, underserved community, um, 65 and older, and they want to use Facebook. And the issue is social, like they're trying to push an app that is talking about health and monitoring your health for underserved communities and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, it's an app. 65-year-olds don't even know what apps are, the majority exactly. of them. More, more importantly, they don't give a fuck about apps. Or they don't, I don't want to say they don't give a fuck about their health. They've lived this long eating what the fuck they've been eating. Why do you want to change their habits at 65? Especially in the underserved community. And then I thought about it. This is white women who don't really understand, when I say understand, like they, they are health conscious and I, I absolutely respect that regard to it. The issue is you're talking like a health worker or somebody's in the health like field, but you're not talking to the audience that you want to consume. And that, that's been one of my biggest work slugs is having to deal with attempting to tell people my job as a social media manager is like, you're not meeting people where they are. Like you are trying to talk to people who do not exist. Um, by by a large margin, 65-year-olds who use Facebook, they're using Facebook to communicate with their peers, their friends, and family. They're not going on Facebook like we would with like a Facebook group and talking amongst other random people that they've never met. And the reason for that is because they don't give a fuck how y'all feel about health education, none of that stuff. Like, they go to Twitter for that. I'm sure there are more 60-year-olds who are on Twitter having conversations than 60-year-olds who are having that, you know, that same conversation on Facebook. And the reason why is nobody's listening in those little bubbles and silos, right? Yeah. That 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 being said, um, the, the, the second slug about that is kind of like the 1B to that 1A when it comes to the work slugs is when I said what I said, I meant it to be said this way, and I really hope that I don't have to repeat myself. Because once You're I start going repeating to repeat myself, yourself, but that's the irritating part. Uh, yeah. Well, h- here's the thing. I was told to see, like, how we could get meta business manager and, you know, learn it, you know, figure out how to adapt it, and more importantly, write a strategy, and then learn a uh, Sprout Social. Sprout Social is a like a social listening tool that allows you to use reporting data and posting. Think of it like Hootsuite or Buffer, but like way more advanced, right? I learned this thing. I love this thing. I personally use it now. 
the issue with it is in order to actually get the benefits of the social listening and the reporting, you have to have the company or the brand's account that you're trying to monitor, right? So I'll use you as an example, Shan. Like I may have a Sprout social account, but if I need to see like all of your like metrics for Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, I need your username and password or I need admin access, right? My job doesn't know how to just comfortably ask the client, we need this info, we need your login and password, or we need access to this in order to give you what you want, which is the data and the information, right? I've said mm-hmm. this every way except for in Portuguese and Spanish, and they haven't gotten the shit yet. To the point where it's like, okay, me being a black, the new black guy in the office, the only black guy in the office, like, are y'all not listening or do you have to hear it come from a white woman? So I email a white mm-hmm. woman at Sprout Social and she says, and I quote, um, yeah, the role that they, they want to reach the client by saying, hey, we don't need the admin role. We want the analyst role. Analyst role don't even exist. It's a term that they created. Like, it, it just, it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. It's something that they just co- concocted. Instead of just comfortably saying, hey, we need admin access in order to get your metrics and data. They created a term. They're like, hey, can we get access to the analyst role? And I told her, I was like, doing that, the client's going to come back and be like, what's the analyst role? Do you need admin or do you need user, right? And it's going to be this whole back and forth that's already been going on for a month and a half, right? So I asked the lady at Sprout Social. She emails and she's like, Greg, you're absolutely right. Like, there is no such thing as an analyst role. Like, you need admin access there's no if ands or buts about it in order to have the data and the information you need you have to be an admin they still go and ask for analyst role and they haven't heard back yet and it's been a week and i go i go into a meeting on monday morning and i find out that they asked about the analyst role and i was asked because i guess it was almost like a a jab at me it was like well yeah greg doesn't know because we we're just going to ask them anyway right so Comfortably in a room full of people, they asked what my opinion was. And I was like, well, I told y'all, talking about the two women who were in the meeting at the Mm -hmm. time on Friday, I was like, hey, I told y'all exactly what you need to ask for, and you did not do it. So when they eventually come back, because they will, and say that this is not what you can have, I'm expecting y'all to come back at me and ask, well, what's next? And I'm going to tell you to refer to the Sprout Social lady. And all, all that's a lot of words to me saying the, the biggest work slug for me right now is not appeasing white people, more specifically white women, is by showcasing the, the fucks that I don't give by mm. allowing people to continuously trip over themselves. And it's to the point now, like I get my work done. I love my job, by the way. It's not something I hate. I love my job. And I know it's not mm. the company that I work for. It's the government and, you know, our independent client who is just stubborn about everything and that's fine my issue though is my time is billable since my time is billable i have a personal like issue with wasting people's time like imagine every hour that you like do at work like you have to account for what you do for this hour what you do for this hour right like even though i don't have to do it like it's still billable for us so when i can go for a walk for an hour when i can go take a walk and still go and eat lunch an hour later or i can sit 
and watch YouTube tutorials about social listening and just oh, anything I want to do as long as the work is done. It feels good, but it's also like I'm coming from a job where my time wasn't itemized like this. And the mm -hmm. reason why is because you had to account for so much. Like my old job used to be like, well, you have seven hours of the day. So what are you doing with the seven hours? Versus now it's like, hey, um, <laughs> yeah, you can leave it for because it's not really anything to do. And I, I haven't like mentally gotten there yet because I know what's going to happen. If I get to that point where I'm comfortable knowing like, hey, I have eight hours out of the day, but the eight hours that I have out of the day, I can get all my work done in two so I can just do what the fuck I want to do with the rest of the day. It, it's not going to be good for them because they're like, well, great. What'd you do for the other six hours? Oh, I played Madden for an hour. Um, I went to sleep. I, you know, I took a shit for an extra 15 minutes. Like, I just don't want to get into that comfortability three months into working at this place. But that that's just my my main work slug is just trying to balance out the information that I still have to learn versus the information that I do learn. And like the, the last little point that it matters to me, and you and I talked about this when I first started working there. Um, a lot of people who use social media improperly think less of social media. And I, I don't understand how it correlates, but I was told like my first two weeks working there that, hey, like social media is not really that important, but I'm like, it has to be that important if the client is pretty much spending 80% of their time trying to figure out fucking social media. Like, yeah. why are like these multi-billion dollar companies, the, these government agencies, these, like everybody's trying to figure out social media right now. Like, and I don't say it's not anything that they need to figure out. It's just more so it's there for you and you should use it to your advantage. It's ever changing and it's gonna make you money. Why are you not using it effectively? And that's what my role is as a social media manager said, you know, tell them the, like, what's the why? But the work slug is like, they just, they won't listen to the why. Everything is a, well, why is to, you know, like, if I give them an answer to that why, it's like, well, then why is that? And it's like, it's, it's just really frustrating, but that, that's definitely a work slug of mine. What about you? with people where the reason why you contacted me is because you don't know mm -hmm. I look at accounts I give them the information I'm trained to give I can see screens they cannot see or access and they'll turn around and say well that that's not right okay what's mm -hmm. not right about it that's exactly how I asked them I said what's not right about it um I just don't understand how this is calculated. I said, so you need like a yep. breakdown. And they'd be like, yeah, I need a breakdown. Okay, well, if you go to this department, they give breakdowns. Mm -hmm. Well, never mind. I don't need a breakdown. I just need for you to explain to me how this is. That's still a breakdown. Like, you're not about to wordplay with me. And <clears throat> I work with people like that where people really want to be able to go to one department and have that person be their personal fix it person for all of their problems and once you answer one question like you just said they hit you with another question and another question and another question and i said hey give me a minute to answer the first question and then once you answer all of their questions they slowly but surely just throw like another account and on this one i said so are we done with the first account oh yeah i said so when were you going to tell me we we're done with the first account like 
people be nice about the the aggressiveness that they be pushing, but I be seeing it for what it is, and I'm just like, yep. So this is how, yep. This is how I do this over here. Well, yep. this other person I had earlier allowed me to do. I said, okay. Well, this is how I do it over here. Mm-hmm. Let me let me add something to that because that, that speaks to my job as well. And I'll just be really brief. My boss or the person I work with that's like my lead, she has taken she I guess left the job that she was at before and then came to this current job, right? But what she does is she seems like an expert at her new job because no one has read her yet. Nobody has figured her out. I have. If you are out here interested in supporting Loud Mouth Stereo with Greg and Shan, you can several ways. Don't be a stranger. Don't be afraid to drop us a review on Apple Podcast app. It's the number one podcast app that people love to listen to. Why? Probably because it's free and it's on the iPhone. But moving on, um, you can also purchase merch at Loud Mouth Stereo Shop. Okay, support the show. Look good, feel good. We all win. It's a win-win. And lastly, but we appreciate it. You can donate however many monies you would like directly to the link in the show notes for Red Circle. And between myself and Greg, we can use the help to improve how we show up with content for you guys. We appreciate you listening. Good, bad, or ugly. We want to hear from you. We want the feedback. And thank you to Stereo for being a platform we've used for the last three years to push out episodes with a live audience on an interesting app. Now back to the show. Which... When you hear what I'm about to say, you're like, oh, maybe this translates. She'll go and apply all the shit that she learned at the last job to this new job, which is new information to everybody else, but makes her look like an expert. But she's more confused about it than anybody else. She's like, imagine as podcasters, right? You know, we've talked about podcasting at least two or three times a year in an episode. She will go, if she was a podcaster, she would go and put one document together and be like, oh, this is how you podcast, but there's no other ways to podcast. It's just this way. And everybody's like, oh, that's the gospel. And I'd be like, no, that, that's not how that shit works. That, that's not how it works. And, and the only reason I brought that up is because she brought up the Sprout Social situation. But this is also the same woman who told me that Pinterest is the third most popular social media platform. And I said, to who? And she's like, oh, well, everybody has a Pinterest. I was like, that's like saying everybody has a Gmail. Like you literally, when you get a Google account, like damn near, they want to throw, they throw you a fucking Google Plus or they throw you a Pinterest. But she's like, oh yeah, like moms use it. And I was like, no, like that, that's just not how this works. And for at least my job, the way that I got what you got, you know, the way that you explained it, it felt, like my boss is kind of like your boss where they ask questions knowing they never really want the answer 
They just want you mm-hmm. to explain everything so they can go and relate it to somebody else. She does that shit like an ex. It's like, well, what's the why? Or why is this? Or can you explain this? It's like, do you really want me to explain it to you? Because if I explain it to you, you're not going to listen. You're just going to ask me again in three days. You're, you're right. going to, like, like, it's, like, it's I never need, for I you need to actually retain. I need you to retain yes. this shit. So every day when I come to work, I can see that, oh, y'all catching on. Oh, y'all learning what we do. And I'm learning what you exactly. do. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, this is the whole thing. <clears throat> if the company name is this, and we all work for the company, but we're in different departments, our goal should be to make sure how we work together is so fucking seamless that the client feels like they're only working with one person. Bingo. Now, right there. if there's multiple people in different departments that's not on top of their shit and don't know what they're doing and are passing it off to the next person and passing it off to this person, and then I get an account and you just like, um, can you move this, this, you know, policy over to this policy? I don't know what happened. In corporate account, every time you touch account, it is labeled and tagged with whoever the fuck touched it. So what I do before I answer any question with work is I research were there any notes left and who last touched this account. If I go to the fucking um, ledger and I see who last touched the account and it's your name next to that hoe and you sitting up here with me talking about I don't know what's going on with this account can you explain it this is how I do it I said so did you move something on this account today um well earlier I was trying to do so yes yeah I did (laughs) okay so you did mess it up so in, in the future before you touch anything to move it contact us first because we're the ones that's supposed to do that so the way that you do it you did it you basically deleted this person's policy and i have to reactivate it and then do it correctly you're Mm -hmm. making more work that doesn't have to be more work if you would just allow the right people to do it and stop trying to do it yourself and you don't know how it's supposed to be done and so that's an issue that's an issue i have with people at work like you could google 15 jobs that pay you to do nothing. You could Google Mm -hmm. eight jobs that pay you to do nothing. People who get paid to do almost nothing, if your job is not listed under there, get to work, ho. Mm -hmm. You are hired to do what they hired you for. You signed the agreement to what they were going to pay you for, which was a low ball amount for what you are worth because jobs only agree to pay you the salary that they are paying you because they're getting more out of you than you're getting out of them. Mm-hmm. I don't and care that, what that anybody is. And when it comes to content, if you could talk to a company and they give you an offer of what they're going to pay you and you say, no, um, you know, I need more. If you're able to do more in the future, please contact me. And they hit you the next day, double that amount. They were lowballing you in the first place because what they had as a budget for content creators was double of what they offered you the first time, but they just didn't want to give you that upfront. You have to learn to negotiate with these people because they have the money. 
Okay. But I personally, when it comes to workplaces, I'm sick of y'all non-paying attention in training assholes that dump Mm -hmm. questions on me because you don't want to learn shit. You just want somebody to fix it. Yeah. And I say, I don't get paid to fix shit. I get paid to do my job. And I do my job very fucking well. I think all of us do our jobs really well. My issue that I've always had, even at the old job, is I'm here to do my job, not to educate you on yours. And that shit hurts to have to tell people that shit. Because it's like, yo, like, if you just allow me to do my work, trust me, your shit would be so much easier. It's when people, like, everybody has that one person at work that just feels as though they need to know everybody else's role, even though they don't want to do it. They just want to seem as though, like, it's a resume builder for them. So if somebody would ask, it's like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. I know a little bit about that. But it's like, it's not going to get you the money. Like, they're not going to fuck you just because you have that information. It, it don't work that way. There's a white lady at my job, and no disrespect to her, I really like her. Her issue is, like, she likes to be in the midst of everything. Like, she feels like she has to be in a no. It's like, sometimes you can sit this one out. It is okay. It is all right to sit this one out. It is not going to make you a better person because you don't know, you know, you do or don't know this information. It's okay to just not know because then you can actually have conversations with the people who do know because what's going to happen is you're going to make that person who it's their sole job to do that role feel as though they're not doing that role because you want to be an expert at that. Because trust me, my first like two, three weeks, I was like, what the fuck am I here for then? If I'm here to not only learn on the, you know, I'm learning right now. So everybody knows I'm learning a new job. But outside of me learning, it's like, yo, that, that's my role, though. Like, you kind of, like, infringing on that. You're infringing on, one, my role, two, me learning it, and three, what what does it benefit you to have my knowledge? Oh, if, in case you're not here one day, call me. You were going to do that anyway. You are going to call or email, hey, Greg, hey, Shannon, like, I don't know how to do this. Can yeah, Like, no, I can't. I cannot. It can wait until I get but back. I- but go ahead. I hate. And my supervisor had the nerve to tell me this last year. When you come to them with gripes about what you're dealing with on a monthly level, on a weekly level, on a daily level with other departments, I don't want to hear, yeah, well, you know, I've been working for this company for 30 years and it's it's just a teachable position. No. (laughs) When y'all hired me, Nowhere in the deets was you will be teaching other departments how to handle X, Y, and Z because that would have been an extra few thousands. I didn't come here to teach someone else to do their job that that y'all hired them to do. If I got to teach them every time they get in contact with me, they're not qualified. If you if you want to cut back on the cost it would take for you to hire someone to train people properly at the position that they're going to have so the job can be executed well and you want to cut oh we don't want to put out those costs just just let's let them talk to the other departments they'll figure it out then that tells you that that tells me that you're pushing you would rather have me work for you be stressed every day be unhappy and teeter-totter on if this job is worth it or not for what you pay me. That's basically what you're saying. Because just like in relationships, whether it's friendships or romantic, there's only so many times that I'm going to repeat myself. And 
I've had great jobs in the past. I've had jobs in tech that was paying me stupid. If I needed a day off, I didn't have to put it in weeks advance. I could just be called that morning and be like, hey, I'm not coming in. This is the situation. I've had jobs in tech where I've taken off 25 days in a three-month time for whatever emergencies I've had. And because of my work ethic and when I do come in there and what I do give an effort, they understand that. But at the same time, if I'm putting in the effort and I'm not seeing the results on the other hand, and I feel like every time I come to work, I got to be three people, but I'm only getting paid to be one person. When I leave, you will never see it coming. I'm going to leave in the most pleasant way. I'm going to offer to help you with whatever activity for the team. I'm probably going to help with the potluck and, and set everything up for you. And then at the end of the day, when everybody has their beers and their key 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 in and everybody's slowly leaving the office, my deck's been clean for the last two weeks. All I have to pick up is my keys in my bag. You will never know I worked here. I already wiped the data from the computer. And my, my, my key fault, thing to get into the parking lot for free is already under HR door with my resignation letter. Like I'm nobody that feels like a job has me and I don't have a job. I have always had a job. I can always get a job, but I'm not going to be nowhere working stressed out continuously and not seeing any improvement in this person's a passive aggressive asshole. This person doesn't know what they're doing. You're not about to sit here and talk to me any type of way and they need my help. If I send you an email with full details of what you need to do, do not have the email and then email me back. I'm not understanding. You're not understanding. That means you need to go back to the top of that email and reread it. Like I'm, I'm tired of working with grown-ups who are struggling with work that my nine-year-old could do. If you, if you don't understand why this account is done this way, go back to the module. If you're having problems with how uh, this company does their processing on getting things extended or putting out credits or payments, go ahead and talk to your trainer. Mm. But if you don't like it, you need to stop lying on your resume. Yeah. Or just go get retrained. Cause I, I think a lot of people think that that's not a fucking option. They're, they're too scared to be like, you know what? I, I need to go and be retaught this lesson because they feel like, well, oh, if I get retaught this, they're going to think I don't know it. Like, no, you learned a lot of fucking shit while you've been working here. Sometimes you may have to take some shit back to basics. Like I had to go and fucking relearn how to use Google properly because I haven't used it in over a fucking decade. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm using fucking Photoshop. I'm like, what the fuck? I haven't used it. Like I haven't utilized it. Some things update since then. So imagine at work, you're doing something that you haven't done in a while. It's like, it's okay to just be like, you know what? Can somebody sit me down for an hour or two and retrain me on this? Or tell that, them, hey, that, pay so me. I'm gonna make Ask that shit, Greg. Yeah. It's that ego that, that I wanna I wanna feel like I know everything, like you said, homegirl is about. She wanna know everybody's yeah. job 
job and what they can do and what they have access to, but you will never have access because that's not your position. So what you need to know for, learn how to do exactly. what you're supposed to do the best. Exactly. But people, people don't, when I say people, I hate the way I'm about to say this, but it's true. A lot of people are focused on everybody else's role, not realizing like they actually have an important role themselves. Especially when it comes to work, it's like, oh, you're, you're playing everybody else's position instead of your own, and then people are watching you. You under the microscope because you're too busy worrying about everybody else's shit. It, it, it sucks. My last job, like, it was like that. And I don't want to take too much time to talk about it because I've talked about it before, and I don't work there anymore. But since I've, le- like, since I've left, they've contacted me more about people who are frustrated. Oh, we miss Greg. But I'm like, oh, don't miss me now. Like all those fucking things I were, you know, that we were telling you, I was telling you, like it was right there for you. And you just didn't get it until it's too fucking late. A lot of these companies, a lot of the people. When when people tell you like that, when people tell you, oh, we miss such and such, a lot of people be missing people that were at a job because they were doing three people work. Bingo. That's exactly what it was. When I told my boss at the time that I was leaving, you know, instead of saying like, you know, well, Greg, like, you know, let, let's match. He was like, is it a money thing? And I was like, bro, I, how can I tell you better than unlimited PTO? They're paying my benefits. I don't have to go into the office. I literally, like, I get a fucking MacBook. I, oh, I, I have the luxuries that I have because I took a chance on myself. Now, in two or three years, I might hate this fucking job. I'm like, you know what? At least I don't work there anymore. But since I've left, I left, what, January 9th was my last day. I'm sorry, January 6th was my last day. Another girl that, honestly, I think I told you this last year, Shan, like, when we got our salary increases, right, she makes $2,000 less than me. It took me five years to make what I was making, which was pissing me off. She's leaving. She put in her two weeks notice Monday because when I left, guess who got all my work? Mm. So not only did she have my work, they were also giving her other people's work. And then, you know, my boss, when he came back, he took his friend's side because there was a lot of nepotism at that job. So I tell people, I'm like, yo, like, do your job the best that you, you know, the best way you can because the one thing they can't hold against you is the fact that you actually get fucking work done. And you're going to you're gonna have people who are always questioning, like, how much work you do. Just show them in the work. And if they question again, it's like, yo, I can show you better than I can tell you because a lot of people aren't productive. That's why they have enough time to criticize the shit that you do. And it's sad, yeah. but it's true. That part, that part. I'm gonna play these messages. Well, Shan, I will definitely agree with you on that. Whatever, um, people should know shit. Whatever, what their vital role is. Yes, uh, for me, whatever. I work construction. I'm a fucking. I'm a carpenter. Whatever, but I like to know the ins and outs of shit. That's just me. That's who I am. Whatever, and there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever, I like to know what I need to know. Whatever, and also I like to know extra. Why? Because that just advances my learning. Whatever, but yes, a lot of people don't like to get retrained. That I will definitely agree with. Whatever, is it ego thing? Yes, it is. Is it a pride thing? Absolutely. Now, like for me, whenever I had. I had to get somewhat retrained or refreshed because um, mm-hmm. working with construction, long story short, layman's terms, whatever, um, I lost my vision in my left eye. So, mm-hmm. 
don't know where I left off at, but anyways, I lost my eyesight on over in my left eye. So, whenever I returned back to work, whatever, they had kind of like retrained me or whatever. I've only been in construction for a year, almost a year. Mm -hmm. Whatever, so I've been retrained, whatever. Um, I was a drug addict or whatever. I'm a recovering drug addict now, whatever. So, I had to get retrained or refreshed with everything or whatever. But... Mm -hmm. For me, I am that type of person. I like to know everything around the job site or whatever, just because I like, I yeah. believe in improving a job site, not just for my own uh, demolition. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take this one, Shan. Like, th there's no problem with that. I think what we're talking about is a little bit different, is the person who isn't there for the betterment of the work, they're just there because they want to, to know everything even though they have no, like, they have no recollection of it, if that makes sense. Like, you could tell them your job on Tuesday, they're not going to remember the shit on Thursday morning. They're going to come back to you again on Thursday and be like, hey, like, so what was that that you were telling me? It's like, so I, I spent my time telling you this, and it doesn't resonate mm -hmm. at all. Like, that that's what I think Shannon and I are talking about. The people who, no matter, like, how beneficial it could be for them to know that or have that, like, for, I'll use construction as a perfect example for her. Like, yes, you work in your field, and yes, you want to know anything, you know, other things in the event that you're called to, you know, ask that. But that's a field where it actually might apply. Where Shannon and I are talking is like, no, you're designated your job, and knowing someone else's job isn't going to give you their salary unless you apply for that salary. So for me, at, you know, as my role as a social media manager, I'm not a like creative director, for example, right? Me asking my creative director, like, tell me your job and how to do that. It doesn't translate the same as it would in construction. That to them is deemed a threat. It's like, oh, well, they're trying to get my job or learn my job so they can take it. That, that's how that works. It doesn't tr translate in every space when it comes to like jobs. So for me, when I hear someone saying that they want to learn the things that I learn. I'm like, yes, you can learn what I'm going to learn. I just, you know, I hold some things back because there's certain information, there's certain insights that only I should know about. But it's an isolated thing because there are some people who honestly only want to know your job so they can say that they know more than you, even though you literally gave them more. Because they're not going to tell you their job at all. They're like, hey, why you need to know my job? Why you need to, you know, like, like, wait, but didn't you just come to me and ask me all this information? Didn't you get, you know, you sat down and wanted to learn how to do this and you wanted to do that and you're not applying it. But it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to. That That's what I'm talking about. But in construction, yes, like it's easier to say, oh, I need to learn how to do this. And, you know, A, B, C, D, and E because there's advancement there. Like in certain fields, there is no advancement. Your role is your role. My role is my role. And you knowing it isn't going to make you better or anything. It's just, honestly, you're just being nosy about something that you're not going to fucking do anyway. Because if somebody pulled you aside, like, say, for Shan and I, if Shan learns my job and someone says, well, guess what? Like, Shan, Greg is out, and he trained you on this. Shan could comfortably say, that's not my job. He taught me because I asked just in case. But I don't have to do that job because that's not my job. That happens more often than not. Because there are, there are some people who will learn your job just to learn it. So any event that you leave, that interim period, if it's a better job, they'll go and apply that, you know, on their resume. 
but they're not going to apply it to the actual work they're currently doing. Because I used to do that shit. I used to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, my office manager, he's about to leave. So teach me all that information. And when I went to go apply for office manager, they're like, no, nah, we're just going to hire outside. So I'm like, wait, I learned all that information for nothing. And the answer is yes. So that's, I, I just. That's another question I have is the higher you move up in a job, the better you are at quitting. Yep. And getting a higher position at a different company instead of being bumped within in the company. Like, that's the stupidest shit ever. Why would you want to have to do all of this paperwork over again when you can just give me the position? And Mm -hmm. I already know the company ins and out. And I feel like that's so dumb. It's it's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've learned to just stop. Hey, what's going on, Sam? What's going on? Shout out to you both. Still getting in here. I just wanted to come show love see what, to see what you're talking about. So I'm going to listen in. Uh, TV has some better what up, though. What up? What's going on, man? What up? What's going on, man? Thanks, Greg. I definitely agree with you on that or whatever. Um, that definitely makes sense. Um, it really does or whatever. So, yes, I hear you and I feel you. I think most jobs, too, they love the fact that somebody can come in and learn everybody else's other position so they can mm-hmm. have an option of who to guilt in. I know today's your day. Can you just reassure this person? Or, um, yeah, I know this person quit three months ago, but we just haven't gotten around to hiring somebody else. But you know it, so we're okay. Yo. Ah! Yo. <clears throat> Do not crutch on me and my mm-hmm. my sanity, my effort because I'm I'm knowledgeable and I feel like that shit right there mm-hmm. it becomes like um like abusive work abusive mm-hmm. it's like you want it's like you want to hide hide your knowledge it's like sometimes yep. you know what company would rather know you know less so they could feel smarter than you and hire you yep. because a lot of times People will see your resume and feel like, oh my God, this person knows too much or this person is capable of too much. I I don't trust that they'll stay. They, they're they just too good. And so sometimes people, and I've done this in the past, I've dumbed down my resume to make other mm-hmm. people feel comfortable in hiring me because I knew I'm not trying to get this job to stay for 30 years. I'm trying to get this job because I got shit to do. And Mm-hmm. what y'all offering I can use so if I have to take these three jobs off these three positions and make you feel like I have no type of education on this or I don't understand any type of manager-esque position I can't handle a store and inventory by myself I'm gonna take this off and make you feel like I've yep. just been a cashier for my life you know what I'm saying and it's unfortunate yep. that you got to do such shit like that but it's sometimes better to make a job feel like you know less than yep. to allow them to know that you know more and they use you like a fucking mule bro that that was me like when i think about it now the job that i used to have shan like they still haven't hired for my position what they did See? was they just gave the work to other people which is like yo like i knew my value they didn't even know the value because they didn't even want to train anybody else. It's like, but like, you could have just kept yeah. me 
at that point. Pay me the worth. And a lot of these companies, the reason why they don't want to pay you your worth is honestly because you have too much information. That's why when you said, like, yo, don't tell them everything you know, like, sometimes they got to figure that shit out. Like, when you go, like, for me, the biggest mistake I used to do is come review time, telling them all the fucking work I did. They knew what the fuck I was doing. Tell them less. That way, when you go and sit in that meeting and they're like, well, Greg or Shan, like, can you explain why you left this blank? I'm like, you know my role. You gave me my role. (laughs) I'm sticking to that because they're expecting you to list off shit that either they can't remember you doing or things that they gave you throughout the year. That way they can apply it to the job application for the next person. When I look, like, if they ever were to post my job, they will probably do a copy and paste of whatever it was six, seven years ago, not telling people, oh, there's going to be other things that you're going to have to learn. That's why when I see now, like, I, I say this from the comfort of a good job, so there's that. But when I was applying for jobs as, like, a social media manager and social media and stuff like that, and I'm getting denials because I didn't have this information, I didn't have all this. I'm like, oh, I just didn't, I haven't done this before, right? So my resume had a whole bunch of government background and law background and stuff like that. So when I'm applying for social media, they're like, oh, he doesn't know social media. But now that I have a social media job, I can apply for a social media gig. And they're like, oh, he knows it. And I was like, they don't fucking know if I know this shit. They just know I worked at a place that does social media, right? And that, that's how your current employer sees you as well. Your current employer is like, hey, we hired them to do the bare essentials, the bare necessities. But guess what? We're going to throw other shit at them. And then we're going to review them. And what they, at least from what I've always been taught when it comes to these reviews, is they only give you the negative shit that you can't improve on. They can't get, imagine if you got a review that's a five out of five across the board. The reason why they can't do that is because they don't want to pay you five to five across the board. If they give you all fives, like if you have four like sections for your review and you got a five out of five on all of them, you get to dictate how much. You get to say, you know what? You gave me five out of five. I've done this. I've brought the company this much revenue. I've been coming into work. I don't take days off, blah, 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 blah. Give me eighty-five, $90,000. They can be like, well, can you explain why? <laughs> the proof's in the pudding. The proof's in the work. They have to have something negative about you or something that you can always improve on. The issue is you don't get the opportunity to sit your boss down or that company down. It's like, you know what y'all fucked up throughout the year? This. And lay it out to them. They don't want to hear that shit because you can't do that to the, you know, these jobs. That's what the biggest hurdle for me was with at least with that previous job is I couldn't criticize them or critique them the way that they can critique me. And mind you, I do my job. I know I do my job. They know I do my job. That's why they're reviewing me. But you will never have an opportunity to review your job. And the reason why you won't is because they could give a fuck less. I'm going to just leave that there. It's exhausting. And a lot of jobs have a high turnover rate because they know they be hiring people on bullshit. They know they be hiring, hiring people on the gift of gab. Um, I talk up a good shit. Um, you offering employees a referral if they get you someone to interview for the position, they stay a couple of weeks to a month, then they get that extra $100 or that extra $75 on the check for being a referral for a job. 
And that person is just good at doing the bare minimum and not being fired. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are doing that and keeping their jobs. That's why they be hearing the solution for weeks and weeks and weeks. And telling a client bullshit that's not going to get them anywhere for that client to be like, oh, I didn't reply to your email from three weeks ago because I didn't understand what this was. The reality is the client could email at that same moment three weeks ago i didn't understand what this was can you explain it to me instead of waiting to the week of a result and being like yeah i saw that but i didn't understand what this was what is that and you come up with a fucking solution a lot of people keeping their jobs by stalling yep and i feel like it's not another employee's job to be like hey this person didn't get to their sales goals last month they didn't get to their sales goals this month but they still ended up with the same commission output that not that i got and mm-hmm. when people start people who are actually putting in the effort people who are actually showing up people who are actually contributing to the team effort of whatever the goal is see that somebody is skating see that somebody can go on multiple vacations that month you have to turn in your numbers tomorrow and their numbers are short, but because they key, key, key and they friend with the manager, he gonna brush it off and be like, just make sure you're on top of it. I don't want to, I don't want to do right no more. I want to, I want to deliver you the bare minimum now because I'm seeing bare minimum get reported. You know, one of the best things that you told me last year was to honestly just apply for these jobs. Like, I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. You know, I'm comfortable in law and stuff like that. But that, that was a comfort zone. And then yeah, immediately, Shane, like, after you and I talked, and I was like, yo, like, I applied for the job I'm going on. This interview, this interview, and this one with, with the same job and everything. It was tedious. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to keep interviewing if y'all ain't going to give me the offer. And I, I just was patient. And it worked mm-hmm. out. I look back now, and I see exactly why. There were so many fucking layoffs. There were so many. To this day, there are so many lay like layoffs and layovers and stuff like that. When it comes to people just losing their jobs, and I hate to be the guy who says it, but it's the truth. A lot of people have good jobs that they're bad at, or they have yes. good jobs that they can give a fuck less about. Yes. When I look at the Twitter layoffs and shit, I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all have it good. Now, I get it, like, Elon and stuff like that. I ain't going to go into, like, the long, like, train of thought when it comes to that. But let's just say tech jobs as an example, right? A lot of y'all had jobs because of the pandemic. It's like, hey, they hired an extra 65 people, and you were part of that 65. But only when you got to work and you were happy at your job, instead of being the three that they kept, you were the 62 that they left you know, that they let go because you weren't doing work. You weren't productive. You got comfortable. When I look at Twitter before Elon got there and people were like, oh, I work at Twitter. I work at the bird. And they talk, they're literally on TikTok talking about, oh, well, you know, I take two hour coffee breaks and shit. I'm like, you're telling the fucking public all the things we want to hear, but it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable at all. I like to be that person that I know for a fact I'm going to do my job. Yeah, I'm going to bullshit, but I'm not going to fucking sit there and publicly tell you I'm not doing fucking work. Anybody who knows me, just like Shane, we could literally get eight hours of work done in two to three hours and just be done yeah. with the rest of the fucking day. Yeah, Just, just be done. 
honestly, this role, like, that I'm in, Shan, I'm so appreciative of it now because, like, those days where Shan would be like, Greg, like, do you have the docket or you have this stuff together? But I'm like, yo, I don't because I'm actually, like, trying to compartmentalize work. Now mm-hmm. I can literally do the work that I need to get done in the allotted time that I've set for myself to get the shit done, and then I can focus on other things. I can go and actually get a docket done. Shan told me, she was like, oh, you know, make sure you promote it. I was like, oh, I promoted it fucking 10 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. Promotion was done. Like, all, all these things now, like, I can focus on because my train of thought is better, and more importantly, I appreciate my role. I appreciate my job. There are a lot of people who have really good jobs, and they're not comfortable with having a good job, and they treat it like shit. There are a lot of people who or- have really good jobs and are bad at them. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Or, or like you saying right now, they got really good jobs and they forget the job that they came from and they take that shit for granted and they get Listen. too bold. You got to be a mm-hmm. bold bitch to get on the internet and say yep. how you being lazy at your job while being paid. You know how many people be like, clock. Ah, yeah, I'm at work right now. I'm working from home. I'm going to clock in and I'm going to go take this three-hour nap. Listen, on on fucking Twitter, like you don't you job, don't think so, that company is 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 like okay noted. What time? Listen, okay, what time do they clock in? They're on the clock. Or, okay, noted, noted, exactly. noted. Exactly. Like, That's uh, where I, I, a lot. Of- you part two will drop next week because. We weren't expecting this episode to go so long, but it did. So, love you. See you. Bye.